0: You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Crump and the Cranky Fan.
1: Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud today.
0: This message is being broadcast over the emergency alert system at the request of the New York football Giants. This is not a test. Please. Remain calm and stand by for the following important information.
1: Um, I want to bring up something while we're talking about, you know, decisions and things. I want to, I want to revisit something we discussed at Nauseam last week. Um, the stupidest rule change was the moving the extra point kickback yeah, to where I agree it is now because. You know, the point of an extra point is to, it's really supposed to be a, a coach's decision. They want risk. They want these guys to be more risky and go for two. And, and if you don't want to be risky, the one point should be a guarantee. And is it, is it sexy or is it exciting? No. But you know something that's not sexy or exciting is watching 98% of kickoffs just go in the end zone. Every, every play does not have to be the most exciting thing you've ever seen. And to me, an extra point is a coach's decision. Do I want to just take my sure one point and move on, or do I want to risk? And what I want to do now is I want to think a little bit, going back to what we talked about last week, about our big discussion about balls going out of bounds for a touchback. And you made the comment about don't be risky, around the goal line and i thought about it over the weekend and this is something that maybe just tick my mind is that the nfl has been encouraging risk for a long time now they've changed the rules they want more scoring they want you know they want a more wide open game they're encouraging risk all along you know they they move the extra point back because they want more people going for two they want more risk so Having a rule that didn't make any sense to begin with and sort of a a bygone era, which is preventing risk, I think is even more reason for them to get rid of it. Because it just goes a little more with their thinking of they want teams to take more chances, to have more scoring, and make it more exciting.
0: Well, there's a couple things there. And uh, I don't know that they want more risk, but I agree that they want more flash. Um, Mm -hmm. They want more excitement. And part of that excitement is turnovers. Um, I mean, like they moved the. Not not all the rule changes have to do with scoring. I mean, they they, they basically nixed the kickoff because it's an injury thing. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, this is the same the same thing is that like I don't know that it's that egregious of a of a rule thing because I mean, what, I I didn't make this point on on the last episode because we were kind of talking. I wasn't really prepared to really think about it that hard, but. I thought about it, you know, after we recorded and whatever. And it's like, isn't the risk ultimately the same? Just completely reverse it. You're on offense at your own one. You minimize risk. You minimize risk because isn't it a supreme penalty to fumble backwards and get a safety and kick the ball back to the other team? I mean, that's a pretty big penalty for fumbling the ball. Yeah, I mean it, it's the same concept. It really. Okay, but, we're but, just but, talking about boundary rules here. These are boundary
1: that's, rules. That's a different fumble, though, right? I mean, you're not, you are just, you're fumbling in the end zone like that. That's different than trying to you get that to fumble. Extra.
0: But you could you could fumble backwards, man. I mean, you could you could be at your twenty, get hit with a sack at your own fifteen, and the ball could just bounce backwards depending on how you're hit out the back of the your own end zone, and it's a safety. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean. I mean, I, I okay. guess that's egregious. Let's say you're at your 10. You're not at that big of a risk area, and you, you just fumble backwards. I mean, it's it's not I, – I know what you're trying to say is that it's it's harsh to have moved the ball all the way down the field and you fumble. But it, just because it goes around a pylon instead of in front of the pylon, now you lose the ball and the other team gets it at their 20 but it's, these are just boundary rules. I mean, at a certain point, there has to be a rule about the one side you're trying to attack, the other t- side you're trying to protect. And it just becomes a boundary rule. These are the areas where you can't do that thing. So be careful there. I, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to for me. If, if you're going to... In the play in which this happened, by the way, there was no need for... I, didn't he already have a first down... He's trying to score. I mean, that was... That should have no intention. I have absolutely nothing to do with it. What I'm saying is that it's higher risk. The risk-reward in that scenario is you already have the first down. But if you could reach for the touchdown, but if you fumble, you're fucked. I mean... Well, I mean, the the risk is if you
1: fumble, period. I mean, the risk is whenever you fumble, you risk losing possession.
0: Yeah, I agree
1: anywhere on the field or in the end zone or you know if it if it just squirts out of bounds i mean it, it doesn't make any difference and that's why it, it's just it's just doesn't, there's no logic
0: it's a boundary it is the specific boundary i understand the heartbreak of it again bouncing around the pylon one way versus the other way where if it bounces in front of it you just get the ball there because it bounced behind it and it went out the side of the end zone that the other team gets it. But again, these are the risks associated with that spot of the field. The same way, I, the I mean, same think, way that, you know, reaching for an extra yard on your own three has its own risks of if you fumble. The, yeah,
1: but, but the thing is, nobody tries to explain it in that terms. They explain it it's the same thing as a touchback. Like if you, if you kick off and the ball, you know, goes into the end zone it's a touchback if it comes. It goes out of bounds. It's a touchback. Yeah. Right. They're trying. They're trying to equate this is the exact same thing as the effect of a ball being. See, I don't interpret
0: air. it that way. I interpret it as as the the forward and backward boundaries. One side you're attacking, the other side you're defending. You know what I mean? It's just those when when it goes backwards towards your own goal. Think of it kind of like soccer is. The other team gets points, and you punt towards them. If you fumble it forwards into the other, into the goal, it's just sort of their ball now. I don't know why you would be rewarded one and not the other. It's just— Well, because
1: you're saying before going forward, what does the side have to do with it?
0: It's past the plane. That's the goal. I mean, right there. Past the plane. Not the back of the end zone. So, yeah, it comes out the side, but it's past the plane. I mean that is the goal. The goal is really the front of the end zone, not anywhere else.
1: But like if you if you have the ball in your possession and as soon as you it's cross over. the goal,
0: the yeah, play is it's over, okay. it's dead. What's your point?
1: So there's nothing there's nothing to do about like going out of the back of the end zone, or if you catch it and you go out of bounds with the ball in it, there's no it's it just doesn't make it. It just is no. there's no, no the, the logic. No. I mean, it,
0: the logic is just that is the spot it. of the field. These are the boundaries. That's what you have to deal with. I, 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 I think it's nonsense to just have a free fumble where if it goes, right. just, just fuck it at that point. Just reach your whole arm out. No you, do, no, you do the exact
1: same thing you do now when it goes out of bounds, Other injury in the field of play. It goes
0: back to the spot of where it went at. Um, so you bring it out to the one or wherever he fumbled it? I, I, it then you yeah. have – I, I don't know. I, I don't see a problem with it. I don't think it's – just hold on to the fucking ball. Those are the rules of the boundary. That is the boundary. That is the spot. But you're not, but you're not breaking the rules when you fumble. No, you're not. Right? What I'm I mean, saying is thing. you. Yeah, when, but when yes. you're playing, you are taught certain areas you're to saying, be more careful saying, than others. When you, you don't throw to the middle of the fucking field over somebody's head. The same way you just don't leave the ball real loose by the end zone. if you get popped, you,
1: mean you, you have okay, it, like a Okay, But that's not I mean, what happened, not, first of saying, all. It, 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 but that, but the, you're talking. But it doesn't matter. There's no rules. Well, if this happened this way or that happened. It's That's uniform fine. rule. It, regardless, it's regardless. if regardless of the guy was Leon Letts is holding the ball out like this, or if he had it like in a vice grip, and all of a sudden he got knocked out. You know, just out cold. Ball squirts out. It's still the same. Rules apply. And you know, yeah, you're taught these things, and everybody knows that. But it doesn't mean it always happens, and it's. It's, it shouldn't be a penalty for not doing well as to what you you should have done. It's not violating it's not violating a rule. It's it's just it, the game wasn't played in its purest okay. way. I guess
0: that's the same as if you were on your own one and you did a handoff in the end zone and you fumbled it and it bounced forward, and just just in front of the pylon, you get to retain possession at the one, and if it bounces backwards out the back of the end zone or out the side, it's a safety, and you have to punt. It's the, the same rules apply to both boundaries. That's my that's the point I'm making.
1: It. Explain that again. You're, you're, in, you're in your you're own, your own, own end zone. Off.
0: You hand off to your player in the end zone, and either that's he gets hit. hit or he drops the ball or whatever. If he he fumbles, he fumbles. and if it yeah, rolls out of out. bounds... Yeah. At, at the half yard line in front of the pylon you can retain possession but if it rolls behind the pylon it's a safety these are the boundary yeah. rules that's what I'm saying but
1: where is the logic but it's a different logic forward than it is in the back it
0: doesn't even have to if you get hit because, in the end zone <laughs> and you can, you can still fumble forward and still have it go out of bounds in the end zone that's the point I'm making. Say he's eight yards deep in the end zone when he gets hit and it fumbles forwards and it just barely goes out of bounds before the pylon. It's still fumbling forward. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. These are just boundary rules. You are in your goal or you are heading towards the opponent's goal. You have to be more careful in those areas. That's it. I, I, I don't. I don't see yeah, a problem part- with it. You should be careful near the goal. Of course. Well, isn't that kind of an assumption? You should be careful on every single time
1: you of are course. carrying the ball.
0: But that's when you I mean, become that's, that's extra careful. Simple. I mean, that's that's when you call running plays when you're up by three and there's only a minute left in the fourth quarter, versus doing a more risky. Pa- no, no, you're doing that. Well, also
1: because you don't want to Okay,
0: fine. Like but, too, but you also don't. You want to do the more yeah. safe thing to not cause a turnover.
1: You want to do the least risky
0: thing. These are situations. A situation in which you want to do the least risky thing near your own goal and, you know, near the opponent's goal. I mean, turnovers in the red zone are a huge fucking problem, right? I mean, this is a complaint that we had Mm -hmm. with Eli for eons. So, Mm -hmm. again, where you are on the field is a situation just as much as the clock is a situation, just as much as the team you're playing is a situation. There's risk associated with different. Agreed. Stuff. That that's that's. Agreed, my
1: but the, the the punishment incurred though for, which again I even I know we consider risk. I mean, it's just for every time that somebody's reaching out like that, somebody's getting popped, and it's just fumbling. There's no there's no there's no determination by the officials to say, well, he was just being risky as opposed to he just fumbled.
0: I mean, yes, that's true. Um, fumbles a fumbles a uh, is a fumble a, a coach yes. would not say that but it from a rule standpoint you're 100% right from a rule standpoint yeah right In a
1: rule perspective and an enforcement yes. perspective yes but but so there there really yes, is no yes you're rule.
0: right but that's the same anywhere you are on the field a fumble is a fumble is a fumble is a fumble the point i'm making is mm-hmm. you know You can't fault a player or a team or whatever for certain situations in which you've done everything right and the ball just doesn't fall your fucking way, right? And that's going to happen no matter where you're on the field. Mm -hmm. If he had both hands on the ball and he Mm -hmm. just got absolutely trucked and he fumbled it, it's a shit-happens scenario. Just the same as if that happened at his own goal line and, you know, there's a safety. It's a shit-happens scenario. Shit-happens scenarios is, by its definition, what can you do? You know what I mean, it but you know that's not what happened. And you know most times when you fumble, that's not what happens. So again, you can't you can't write rules based on shit happens scenarios. In my opinion, no, but you can you, you can write rules based on
1: logic. And again, I, I still don't. I, we we can talk about this for three or more hours, and we're making good arguments back and forth. At the I mean, end of the day, here, the logic of the penalty the, of
0: the. Of the, I, I, I don't want to use the word penalty, but the yeah, consequence. I, I, I'll concede that, is, that not only losing sorry. the ball, but giving the ball to the twenty yard line of the for, for the opponent is is a bit hefty. But I don't. I, that is killing it. That's killing a butterfly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you want to take a down away or something like that for fumbling into the end zone or or what have you. Um, but yeah, I, I could see that as being an issue, but I, I don't. Again, I don't see this as being a huge problem that's plaguing the NFL. I understand your logic perspective and and but but I mean the fact remains is that they don't really do rule changes based on you know, we never really thought about this before, but you know, they do rule changes based on complaint and it being an issue and that's not really uh, an issue plaguing the NFL. I mean, well, this, isn't, this isn't a pass interference in a conference championship game that's egregious and is not challengeable. This is not, you know, um, what is, what isn't a catch, which is like can happen on any fucking play, in any fucking game, constantly. It's it's.
1: Uh... I, would, I would bet you that would be, you know, if you listen to Cleveland Sports Radio on Monday morning after that game, that was the number one topic that was brought up, I would bet. If that was uh, bullshit. I mean,
0: you can't say it's oh, yes. bullshit if it's been the rule for a million years. It's not like the rule was enforced fairly, unfairly. It's not like this is definitely holding. They didn't call it that. There's you, been a lot of rules.
1: There's, there's been a lot of rules. This, they've been there a long time that still are bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the standing the test of time thing is not a, a, a you know, rules change that have been around for years and years and they do ultimately change yeah. it. I mean, there was there was no DH in, in the National League for 130 years, and it changed bring their baseball last
0: into this. year. Baseball sucks.
1: <laughs> I know. To say, though. My point is that yeah, rules I change. Yeah, I get that.
0: And it could be something. But something again, that. rules change for excitement reasons, for ratings, re- for, mainly for ma- ratings reasons, right? Ratings and safety are probably the two driving factors, right there. And I, I,
1: I, th- I, I would, I would say, yeah, I would say that. Safety is overtaken uh, excitement in the last couple of years. But yeah, they're one too.
0: Yeah, and I don't see this as influencing one or the other. So I, I don't see it changing. I get your point, but ultimately I...
1: It's not, it's not going to change. I mean, it was absolutely... I mean, it's one of those things, again, where the, the, the defenders of it have no real argument. The ones that are for it are going to piss and moan, but it's going to be, well, all right, well, that's that. On to the next... Crisis we're talking about next Saturday, and it's just going to be kind of a yeah. I mean, again,
0: if this happened to the Giants, I know the rule. I could see it coming as soon as the ball pops out. I'd be like, "God, fucking damn it!" And then, and just be like, "Such a stupid rule." And then I'd probably move on. I'm, I'm really not exaggerating about this. Like, this is not a thing. When I watched it happen on TV, I was like, "Ah, that sucks." But it's just a that sucks scenario. It's not like a. I I never envisioned we'd be having this conversation twice.
1: I, I tell you what would make me more angry, and to this day, I've never forgiven the NFL, and I never, ever hey, you're will. You're going
0: talk about the, the field goal, right?
1: It, it, yeah, yeah, for the 49ers, because this is just a bad rule. And it's like, well, that sucks. That's the rule. Bad enforcement or lack of enforcement of a rule I will never, okay. ever accept. That's why I'm the biggest proponent there is probably of instant replay. Instant replay in any sport can be improved. You know we have more technology better technology more cameras uh better ways to signal that they can go from challenge and all these different things are uh, infinitesimal whatever the word is amount of ways that you can improve on something but to me the rule is the rule is black and white what a rule is the enforcement of a rule should be just as black and white and if if technology allows you to enforce a rule to be an inch as opposed to a yard, a millimeter as opposed to an inch, and it's changing the game, change the rule. You know, don't, you know, don't, uh, don't get mad at the cop because now he wears glasses instead of not wearing glasses and he didn't see something happen. No, the enforcement got better. So I will, you know, I, I'd be pretty pissed if that happened to me what happened with the Browns, but I will never ever ever get over what no, happened i mean that, that again exactly. i don't expect 100%. referees
0: to be able to see everything going on the field at the same time just like in this Kansas city game right off the bat chris jones threw a fucking punch after the play i mean that's that's ejection worthy right there i mean that's not something to be taken light that's not 15 yards that's not an extra first down that's an impact player being removed from the game that's a big one to miss and you know I I hate to keep bringing this up, but the the reason I'm a proponent of things like the AAF and the XFL is they can experiment a little bit more than the NFL can with less risk with things like having a fucking official using cameras in real time and communicating with the officials just as if they were on the field but with the availability to look in seven places at once and make a determination that no human being could possibly make on the field. As it is, I might add, that officials are amazing in the NFL. There are so few people making so many really, really, really close calls accurately in real time.
1: Officials are good in almost every sport. I mean, if you think of the number of plays, like when people bitch in baseball about, oh, that was obviously a strike. Well, first of all, there is no...
0: Baseball is stupid, man. Don't get me started. (laughs)
1: No, 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 but I mean like unlike with the ball go over the ends, of the goal line, yes or no, was his foot out of bounds, yes or no, was that ball hit the foul line, yes or no. The, the strike zone is an arbitrary boundary, which is defined by umpire to umpire, batter to batter. And the number of times people complain, let's say they complain about five pitches out of 300 in a game. That's pretty good. You know, the number of times where, you know, they they get a call wrong. A ball was fair or foul. Is, in an, over a game, a week, a season is very low. And the ones they do get wrong, the vast, 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 vast majority of them are corrected with replay. So officials do a pretty I good do. job. I mean, there you know, there are definitely sometimes when time and place when a call is is muffed definitely can have a much bigger impact or the perception that, you know, one team is getting favored. That's all horseshit. It's just timing when things happen. But I I, I agree with you. I think officials, they do a great job, but we want, we need these calls to be Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's
0: easy, it's easy after seeing it in slow motion four times in a row and not just the one quick 100 mile an hour fastball, you know, for us to say that was obviously anything, you know, sure, it's easy. And that's why I'm a proponent of having a guy in the booth with cameras and the ability to rewind the play. I mean, fuck, the dude could have blinked. I mean, really. Well, well suppose it's, you know, you should be a cool partner. It's not we an overruling. A, we are partners. We We're working to together. Challenged. I know what you saw on the field, but I'm yeah. looking at it. I looked at it a second time, and I think you're wrong. It's You know, I'm, I'm making the ruling right here and now. I have the better vantage point. That guy's always going to have a better vantage point. Just period. If it's a judgment call... You leave it up to the guy in the field. He's closer. I don't know. Whatever. But, I mean... Well, as,
1: as long as we have a umpire or an officials or referee union, that's never going to happen. Because the last thing they want is their people to be kind man, of I, shown I, I, up. I, I, mean, I they,
0: respectfully they, disagree with that point. And here's what I'm going to say. It's a shame that the XFL wasn't... That the AAF folded and the XFL couldn't have a season this year. I get it. It's fine. But in the other leagues, if they start seeing... You know, calls being correct—it's it, all about viewership and ratings, man. It really is. If they're seeing simultaneously on a, even if they don't give a shit about that team, there's going to be side by side evidence of calls being called right, and then it's you not, get bullshit it, like what happened in the Super in the conference championship with the New Orleans Saints.
1: It's not. It's not in the union. It's not in the union's best interest. It's in the NFL's. For, it's, it, but it's, it, you. But. <laughs> That, well, that's where you always have things like strikes, where you have two competing entities fighting for I mean, what's their what best. What I'm interest. telling
0: you is the difference between a player strike and a referee strike is if the referee strike, it's going to have the, the benefit of the viewer on their side if it's a rule that makes the game. The players, the, the, the fans don't give a shit who the referees are. They care about the calls on the field. And if you get... An extra person in the booth who's correcting calls and making the right calls in the field. Fuck the effect. They have no leverage. I, but yes, they do. That Those are
1: things that are collectively bargained. The use of that. I mean, it's the same thing. In, I need to go back to it again, but same thing in baseball. When you try to do changes to b- rules like that, these have to be approved by players union. The umpires union, if it's it's pertaining to them. It's not
0: something they can just unilaterally I understand that, but what I'm saying is that the NFL strong arms the Players Association all the time. We see it every couple of years when they have to do the CBA. The NFL players have like the worst union among sports players. They get strong-armed year mm -hmm. after year after year. Do you think the officials have a stronger union? The NFL has already shown that they don't give a shit. They've already shown that they'll play without officials. They'll bring in backup officials from somewhere else. They don't care. So, I mean, I at the end of the day, if they if fans start seeing that in the XFL they can get it right and the NFL can't get it right, they're going to be on the NFL side with this, not the official's side.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, it's probably going to happen, but it's not going to be as, well, It you know, it's not going to be as smooth as you think.
0: Well, no, I don't think they're going to swing a hammer and it's done. Right, but. right.
1: It's going to take a while because, you know, the, the union's going to have to make sure that they're, you know, they're, Constituency is accounted for and is you know taken care of because it is
0: going to make their people look bad. I mean, it does now. I mean, I guess, but at the end of the day, it's jobs, yeah. so yeah. whatever. I don't know. I, I I just don't see how they get. What, what is what is the viewpoint? What are the optics? Who's on? Who's fighting for the officials in that scenario?
1: The, the, it doesn't matter who it is. Their job is to fight for the officials. They don't care about optics. I mean, you know, unions unions don't care about. You know, they don't care about perception necessarily. They care about protecting the people that you know,
0: pay their dues. No, I understand that. I mean in a strike scenario. In a strike scenario, when you're not working and people can't get their product, whatever right. that product is, it, it depends on what your message is to the people not getting their product. Listen, man, I'd love to be working to make this thing for you on the assembly line, but this motherfucker here is not paying me enough. They're only paying me this much. These are the working conditions. You know, you get the people on their side It's like, hey, pay the guy. We want our stuff. You know what I mean? That's where optics come involved. If, if the officials go on strike because they don't want a guy in the booth who might be overruled, the fans are going to be like, I yeah, just want the call right. If that's going to help you get the call right, I'm sorry, dude. I'm yeah, with I them like on I said, this at
1: board. the end of the day, the NFL will win this, but it's going it's, to take... It's
0: going to take a while. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I, it's certainly a better decision to do that than to try and do a replay on every pass interference. That's that's a nonsense idea. I mean, There's always nonsense. Bringing that to the Supreme Court is a huge waste of real assets. I mean, the, the bottom, bottom mean, line is whatever.
1: using replay for subjective calls is always going to be subjective. Always. Everybody's going to look at every video, every angle, and have a different – view of it and different interpretation of it. The only way where replay works is when you have objective, definable boundaries. A, a yard marker, an end zone line, an out of bounds, a foul line, the, a base, a plate, uh, a, a basket, or a rim. You know, uh, That's it. It's clear. It is or it isn't. Where you saying was that a foul? Yes or no in basketball? Was that a strike in baseball? Was that uh, was that hooking in hockey? Was that you know pass interference? Subjective. Everybody looks at everything differently. Everybody has different uh, experience, vision, you know, knowledge. I mean, it's just there. There is no two exact same decisions from anybody.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So, is this the worst rule in football or is there one that you would rather change? What what to to you is the rule that needs to be changed in the NFL?
1: Well, I think that is I think that might be the worst rule in football, but it's not the rule that needs to be changed the most because quite frankly, it's very rare that it actually happens. To me, the rule that has to change is overtime. Mm. And the fact that if you get a kickoff, and you score a touchdown, the game is over. And I think that is bullshit. I'm I'm sorry. You know, football is such a, you know, it's an offense and defense and special teams game. And, you know, one pass gets behind one cornerback. All of a sudden it's a touchdown. You know, 50% of your team doesn't have a chance to respond is ridiculous. I mean, what other sport do we have where if you go to extra play, half your team only gets to play. Mm-hmm. You know, in basketball it's five minute overtime. It's obviously both teams get a chance to score baskets. Hockey, you know,
0: it's continuous. is probably play. the most fair.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, in hockey they should. I don't even like having. Um, I think there time. should be ties. I mean, as long as you have points determining standings, what's the point of even having
0: shootouts? Are fun. Shootouts are fun. <laughs> shootouts are fun. That's it.
1: But they're fun. But also both teams get to participate in a shootout. Like if a shootout was the yeah, first that's my point, scored yeah. one, it'd be really stupid. I mean, baseball, both teams in the, in the extra innings, play in the top and the bottom of the inning. Never mind these ridiculously stupid rules they had for last year, but still. So, you know, I, I get that. Well, you're supposed to stop him. I'm like, okay, well, if I have Patrick Mahomes and he's sitting there playing with himself on the sideline because he didn't get a chance to to get in the game because the defense gave up one play for a touchdown, I just, it just – it's, it's ridiculous, and that, that needs to be changed.
0: I, I can agree with that. Um, And part of that, of the uh, you're supposed to stop him, I, I agree that... I think, of course you're supposed to, but... <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, let's say 25, 30 years ago, maybe that those overtime rules made a little bit more sense. But the rules have changed so much, even in the last 10 years, that really allow for the offense to get away with more. I mean you have significant offensive strategy in just throwing the ball up and kind of hoping for a pass interference. I mean, right when that's in the rule books, that already kind of makes that unfair. I mean, what is a defense supposed to... You've, you've pretty much resigned to that, like, one play every game. You're going to give up a huge chunk of yardage due to a penalty that, eh, maybe. You know what I mean? Uh, so I agree with you. I think when you've when you've tailored the rules enough over the years to angle yourself towards more scoring. You can't make one quick score end the game when it's clearly a close enough game that both teams are very evenly matched. Give both teams an opportunity to score. And you know, of of course you can score on defense. Yes, of course these things can happen. Um
1: but it doesn't not feel often, like, though, it doesn't, yeah, it's
0: not like it's I don't not know. I, I, I can way. agree with that one. That that's and you know what, they do fuck around with the overtime rules every single year, or it feels like. To me, the thing that really drives me crazy, and this isn't necessarily even a specific rule. So if you want to call me on call me out on this one not being legitimate then that's fine, but Well, I will, whatever the, it is. The the level of contact that is or isn't allowed in the 5-yard space seems to be so ambiguous I can't tell anymore. I thought that I had studied this and that offensive players can do this much and defensive players can touch this guy this much. And and it's not a penalty, and then sometimes it fucking is and sometimes it isn't. And every single time I, I'm confused, they bring some former referee on and he tells you why I'm wrong. And then the the level of enforcement for you know illegal contact for a defender, it just seems like okay, I understand the rule is written as you literally cannot touch him, and yet we see that on every single play. On every single play, a player touches a defender touches in some way a wide receiver or a tight end or a running back and it's not called and then sometimes it doesn't even impact the play. It's just a light shove and it's and and the flag is thrown. I understand that this level of enforcement is not what we're talking about here and that the problem is, you know, this is the rule, you know, it should be enforced evenly, your problems with the referees. But I'm not even sure that rule should be in there. I mean we should be dictating what level of contact is too much. You know it is literally every single play that guys are touched downfield, right? Am I wrong? Seems like it. Yeah. And every every year there's one Giants game where I see on either side of the ball, whether we're benefits of this penalty or not, a guy lightly touch someone. He doesn't fall over. He's not even knocked off his route, and it's flagged for illegal contact. And by the letter of the rule, that's absolutely correct. But by the letter of that rule, you would throw a flag on every fucking secondary player on every single player.
1: you're hitting on the bigger problem. We already talked about this ad nauseum on this episode. It comes by
0: the enforcement as opposed to the rule. I guess so, but I mean that's literally how the rule is written. It needs to be rewritten. It needs to be re-understood.
1: and that's what I said earlier is that if either changes in technology or changes in enforcement, you know, if it if, if, if requires a change, it requires you to look at the rule and say, there's a rule need to be modified?
0: Well, I don't even know that the rule needs to be there. I mean, think about it. We have holding. That's what I mean, modified by being gone. I mean, it could, yeah, it could be deleted. I mean, at this point, we have pass interference. If you are impeding the receiver's ability or the defender's ability to catch a ball and there's holding, when you're, you know, Pulling him back, restricting his movement to run his route. I don't know what illegal contact does or defines that those two don't already cover.
1: Well, I think you know. I think we just make the whole thing simplified and just make no more pass interference, no more defensive holding. It's just illegal contact, and then you decide. And then you you decide what
0: is or isn't legal.
1: No, 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 no. I was going to say you decide as the official what penalty you want to give, and I think I think you can have it even three ways you can do it. You have a five yard, you have a 15 yard and you have a spot foul. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, and it's um, because all of this, you know, there's two types of penalties or, you know, there's objective and subjective sure. objective is, you know, or not even penalties, just rulings or, yeah. or rules in the playbook stepped out of bounds or inbounds. Well, it's very objective. That's the line. Mm-hmm. Everything else is subjective. It's opinion. It's your perception. So to me, perception should not only be do you think it happened or how egregious was it and you know the difference between legal contact defensive holding and pass interference is all subjective so to me make it all illegal contact you're not allowed to touch the guy after five yards let the officials determine you know is it just a little like a a slight little touch that's five yards first down you know is it you know more significant 15 yards first down it's egregious if it was blatant pass interference like i am going to prevent you from catching it spot foul let him be the judge we we do things like in the nf nba where you know they make a decision is it a flagrant one or a flagrant two foul or just a personal foul the official makes that decision w- what it is we could do the same thing in, in football make it a lot simpler
0: yeah, sure. I mean, it just feels to me and that no, illegal contact is is basically pass interference without the pass. So just call everything illegal contact, and you know, right. Get rid of if you just touch him, it's not illegal contact. Just period, right? I mean, just define that illegal contact has to in some way impede the runner's ability to run his oh, route. No, then
1: now you're now you're getting now you're getting to you know we're making it more subjective. To me, you can't touch him. Period. You can't. Well,
0: I mean, I, I guess. Really?
1: You will learn. I mean, people people will adjust to new rules, you know, and it may be a, an adjustment period of a, of a season or a couple of seasons, and a lot of penalties will be called, but guess what? They'll learn,
0: you know? And I, I suppose. This, you know, I, I would probably wouldn't be a fan of watching that level of just like, I mean, because I, I don't really like watching Canadian football. I don't know. We've never talked about it, but um, it just, just feels like Canadian. that's just like super wide open you know, route running, if you can't even get near the guy. Um, well,
1: it's also, and, uh, and also it's just because the field is bigger and wider too. Mm-hmm. You can, you can do more, you can make yourself more, but I mean, that's kind of where the way the, the league is going. That's what they want. They want a thousand points on the game. They love, you know, nobody likes to watch it. Most people don't like to watch a 10, nine game. Mm-hmm. They want to see, 44, 38. They like the over. They, they like those things. People gamble. They don't know. The average gambler always bets the over. They don't bet the under. They like a thousand points. So that may be the way the league is going, but I, I, I think you have a good one too. I mean, to me, that's in college, the rule I would change would be pass interference.
0: Is, oh, well, that's awful.
1: I would make it again, the same thing. I would, I would get rid of the, the, the 15 yard, and I'd say it's 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 discretion by the official. Is it a, a minor one where it's 15 yards or major one spot foul? Because in college, there is defenses are not as good as offenses, and a good, a good receiver is going to blow by bad defenses, and these guys are going to grab and grab to save a touchdown and you know make it. Give the official the leeway to say is that a you know a. Uh, 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 p- pass interference one or pass interference two. You know, 15 yards or spot foul.
0: I mean, not having a spot, file, spot foul for it is egregious because as a coach, I'm telling my players, if, if he beat you, just tackle him.
1: Just tackle him!
0: Yeah, yeah forget yeah. it. We'll You'll never tip. know. <laughs> 15-yard penalty I can live with. We can live to fight another day. Uh, oh. He gets behind you. It's a touchdown.
1: Sure. And guess what? they you see a lot more bombs in college than you do in the pros. There just sure. there's that that discrepancy between the best players and the worst players is a lot bigger in college than it is in the pros.
0: Yeah, that's silly to me. I don't it, know. I I think those are. Yeah, I agree that, that there's some level of unfairness to fumbling out this being being punished for where you're fumbling. Uh, you know that sucks, and I, I get it, but I I think it happens on both sides of the field. So you know whatever
1: it just doesn't i mean i would change it i think it's a stupid rule but it just doesn't happen often enough for me to
0: bring it up at the rule committee to
1: go to, to go to to write my congressman to you know protest <laughs> outside canton to do any of these things it just doesn't happen enough or it. it's it sucks when it does but you know the overtime happens a lot more the pass interference things happen you know once a drive it seems like those things need to be addressed first
0: i just i can't tell you how many times i've been watching football with, with somebody who doesn't know the intricacies of the rules and I get upset at that call and they're like, well, what's the rule? And I tell them, I'm like, well, that happened. I'm like, yes, I know, but that's the problem. <laughs> it, it happens every single play. Why in yeah. this moment does it have to be called? Why, why not the a million well, other again, times? Well,
1: again, that's enforcement and that's just still... I need consistency. I need, I need the calls to be right. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's objective... I need to be consistent if it's subjective. It's
0: very easy. Rules <laughs> easy of thumb. For, to please.
1: Yeah. If it's if it's objective, always right. Always right. And we have technology to do that. If it's subjective, call it the same way you would every single time no matter where on the field it is, how much time is left, if it's regular season or playoffs, should be it, there's one rule book. There isn't different rule books for the fourth quarter or overtime or the Super Bowl or if it's, you know, Kansas City and Tampa Bay or Jacksonville and the Jets. Same rules.
0: You're a very Be black consistent. and white person. You know, pizza, no toppings. Topics. That's right. Ice cream, chocolate, sprinkles.
1: Ebony and ivory, man. Living together <laughs> in perfect harmony.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this little rant. Uh, weigh in, tell us what you think is the the worst rule or the the rule that needs the most fixing in the NFL. Because you know, what we'll grind for, your for all for, you know what for, for all the the griping we do, they do revisit the rules like every year, and yeah. there's little tweaks here and there. The games come a long way in the last ten years; is almost recognizable in some ways.
1: And it so. ebbs and flows, and it's every sport too. You know, all there's just a general right now a wave on all these sports to have more excitement, more scoring. And you know something, something will swing the pendulum back the other way. And for right now, enjoy it because I think it's more exciting and more fun to watch wide open games and more scoring and you know the NBA is a lot more fun when these guys shooting threes and the score is 145-143. Uh, you know, baseball, I, I don't know what we knew for for baseball yeah that's the way these things are going right now
0: baseball you need strippers to be entertaining
1: remember when Morgana the kissing bandit would run on the field and start making out with the, the pitchers
0: <laughs> what
1: are you talking about oh, everybody who's my age you remember but if not oh, you tykes out there go google Morgana the kissing bandit and then we'll discuss in next week's episode
0: use incognito mode when you google that guys no no no
1: no, no. It's,
0: <laughs> it's g-rated but Well, I don't know what what the internet's going to show you.
1: You may not believe this, but there was a time when in the middle of a game, this woman with gigantic knockers would run onto the field (laughs) and run onto, like, you know, usually a pitcher and just give him a kiss. Not like a makeout session, but like, you know, plant one on his cheek or, or something. And then, you know, they, you know, the, the, uh, security would take her away but it was she was a thing
0: she was like a right. person or it was like a, a woman. like a scripted thing
1: oh yeah no no it wasn't scripted it was a, it was a woman who okay, was a so it was just like woman. a rogue lady yeah and she became famous she was like she was almost as drunks thing. now but she wasn't yeah but <laughs> not like not that asshole just like that was her thing it was like kind of like You know, in the 70s, streaking was a thing like this was she was like one of these oddball footnotes in baseball history. It's kind of like uh, the San Diego chicken was popular for a little bit and she was like that type of popularity.
0: I get you now. I get you now. Check it out. Well, Google Google at your own risk. I'm not going to co-sign that till I've seen it myself. You'll be be fine. (laughs) We will catch you guys Uh, around the internet, whatever. I'm on Twitter at football underscore grump. So, you know, write me there. Tell me what you think is the worst NFL rule.
1: I will be uh, at the Cranky Fan where, you know, I'll be Googling pictures of Morgana the Kissing (laughs) Bandit again and remembering who I had the hots for back when I... Add
0: to the highlight reel.
1: See how she looks now.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's great.
1: She is... Morgana is still alive, by the way. Morgana is... 1947. So how old does that make her?
0: Very old. Yeah, gross. Makes her gross. She
1: kissed Nolan Ryan, Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, George Brett, Steve Garvey, Len Barker, Cal Ripken Jr.
0: Henry Ford.
1: <laughs> she also crashed the NBA. <laughs> she
0: crashed the Titanic. You know. <laughs>
1: Kareem Abdul Jabbar. She she crashed Gettysburg. She gave Ulysses S. Grant a big kiss.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then when she left, that's when he went to his drinking thing. All right, we're done. We're we're done. <laughs> All right, uh, be sure to follow the podcast on iTunes, Spotify. You guys know the drill. All right, everyone, go Giants! Yep,